These are the sounds left from leaving. And from Nova Scotia, here is Jenny Burkle to tell us how she made those sounds and wrote those songs. So time is all you I started writing after kind of extricating myself from a busy, overly busy and overly stressed life. I was my, uh, having a lot of anxiety at that time and I needed to, I just really needed to change pace and change scenery. So I, I moved away to a smaller city and um, into a little apartment. And that's where I really, I think I wrote almost all of the songs that are on the album in that little apartment. Um, uh, yeah, it was, it was exactly the place that I needed to be to, to kind of become, I don't know, become myself again and, and find these songs. Right. So was it a process of actually just sitting there by yourself in a little room in front of a computer or whatever you write it with and on and, and getting down to it? Yeah. I mean, more or less, I, I knew that when I moved there, I knew I wanted to be working on new songs and I, um, I just had an abundance of time and not a lot of friends in the community yet. So right. I just took advantage of that. And um, yeah, I just, I just started writing and recording a whole bunch of demos. I, I wrote, usually I come to an album with sort of like, here are the, you know, 11 songs that I know I want to put on the album. And with this album, I wrote, I think like 20 songs Ooh. and came and then we, we sort of narrowed it down when, once we went through all these demos. So is that, a, is that a tough process for you to kind of weed some of them out? Um, uh, it is hard for me. And I, I think it's, for me, it's really important to have people around me who I trust, who can give me feedback and um, kind of, yeah, help me, help me make good, good choices. I think I'm sure I could have chosen as well, but I, I really value, uh, <laughs> I value community feedback. So. Well, you, you have a couple of guys who co-produced the record with you, Dan and Ryan. Were they That's right. part of that process? Yes. So, um, yes, both of them were. Um, we went through all the demos. And my manager, Wayne, also kind of listened to the, to the demos and we kind of whittled them down from there. Gotcha. So my understanding is this is the first time you've kind of made yourself one of the producers of one of your records. So yeah. maybe you can tell me how that, how that worked, working with the three of you together. Sure. Um, I think it was, it ended up being like a very organic sort of combination of people and an organic move towards co-production. Um, all, all of us are sort of, I think, like not loud leaders. And so it was easy right. to sort of just work collaboratively. And um, I think all of us, uh, we all really valued each other's ideas. So it was, it was a really, yeah. I think for me, by far the most relaxed I've ever felt when recording an album, I tend to um, go in kind of like, you know, just really ner worried and nervous right, right. that I'm going to make something that I'm not super happy with. And um, I just felt the whole process felt really enjoyable this time. Uh, okay. So uh, you recorded uh, at a place called the Sugar Shack. Is that right? Yep, exactly. So what kind of place, what was the vibe like there? It is a wonderful studio. Um, our my friend Simon Larochette, it's his studio, and he, huh? it's in this tiny little building. Um, you'd never guess it's a studio inside, and it's just got a. He's he's created a really good mood in the studio. So you, you walk in and you just feel, I don't know, it's very it's calm. Um, 
I think the studio itself gives a lot to each record that's that's created there. Okay. So mm. so um, what I noticed, well, the, the, the album begins with a song called Just Like a River. And yeah. the first thing that struck me were the use of strings on that song and then throughout the record. So how did that process, how, who did the string arrangements, who's playing them? How did that all happen? recall I sort of knew that I wanted strings before we'd even gone to the studio I knew that I wanted that to be kind of a core part of the arrangements um, but we went into the studio and did all the bed tracks first and then um, I knew I also knew who exactly who I wanted to have do the strings and so it, my friend Colin Nealist who plays with Andy Schaff um, he he arranged all the strings and played all the strings and um, I yeah it's I'm really so happy with how the strings ended up sounding. They really brought a lot to this album. Cool. And uh, the second track is Kaleidoscope. There's a video. I think mm -hmm. you're kind of watching yourself on television and there's more strings. Um, so how, do you take part much in the video process as well? Drive through the night High beams cut the dark So this was, um, I've, I've had one official video in the past, but this was sort of, it, Kaleidoscope and the video for You Think You're Like the Rain were the first sort of official videos I've done in a long time. And right. we had a wonderful team that we worked with. So um, it's, uh, they, Phyllis Rising Productions is the production company and it's um, two people who just are so talented. Um, and they, we kind of started out by just brainstorming together. Um, and I, you know, yeah, we all, again, it was really a collaborative thing, but then once I kind of gave sort of, you know, here's what I like, here's what I don't like, and here's some ideas I have, they sort of ran with that and came up with these really incredible visuals and and stories for the, for the videos as well. So I was just so happy to be working with both of them. Cool. Well, especially, uh, well, I, I must, Mentioned you, you mentioned you think you're like the rain that red dress that's in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have it yeah. hanging in your closet anywhere, do you? <laughs> what I do, and the thing is, I live in a, a small house, um, and we our house does not have a lot of storage space. So I have this. I really just have one closet, right. and that dress, the dress takes up like probably a third of the closet space right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. and what can you tell me about the song and the video in addition to the dress? You know that you feel like wonder to see you stumble and fall on the water that breathes. Wave to you now, pull your back to me. Honey, I can make you happy. You think you like the rain over and over, falling and making me sad. But I know you're not the 
that video, um, we, we kind of, we knew that we wanted it to be sort of costume driven, actually. I'm, I, I've never really done something like that. And I, I'm a big fan of Eldest Harding's tools. Oh. Uh, I just love like how she, I she's love been, she's been people. here in my room here. <laughs> oh, nice. She's just, just wonderful. <laughs> she's wonderful. fantastic. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love how the, her videos are so costume driven. And so right. um, I wanted to try something that featured some kind of, you know, surprising and slightly strange outfit and um, came up with some ideas. And then uh, the directors, they knew somebody from Halifax who, who they thought would be a good fit for actually creating the dress. So this person, uh, Dakota Burpee, she, she made it and she right. just, she did an amazing job. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah. So really the video, that video in particular kind of um, just revolved around a cost. We wanted it to be, um, really a costume moving around in this natural environment, which is a beach fairly close to where I live. Um, right. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And, yeah. and uh, that song is preceded on the album by something called Under a Sky, which I think is my favorite on the record. And it's kind uh -huh. of a piano based thing. So uh, <laughs> have you got anything you can tell me about that? Stars from the city hide from me. Dark rolls across like the sea Under a sky Somewhere far away in vain I know you're in for me So yeah, that's the last song I wrote for the album actually and I wrote it, um, we recorded everything else and then or we recorded everything and then I thought right. we were done and then I uh, a while went by and I was like I, I've got a couple new songs I, I kind of want to just try recording them so we went back into the studio and I tried a couple of them but that was the one that I think ended up yeah being the best of the of the few that we tried and um I knew when I wrote it that I would that I wanted it to feel like pretty sparse compared to a lot of the other songs on the album right just lyrically and melodically it felt like that would be the right approach um so yeah we recorded that i think we just went to the studio for a day and i put the guitars down and then came up with the piano part and then ryan played the bass and um we pulled in simon La simon the engineer um we pulled in his wife to sing uh right. and then Ryan and, and it just just came together really quickly very cool very cool now i know that you also write poetry of a book called uh grease Dogs. Yeah, I can't yeah. read my own writing is my problem. <laughs> Left handed. Uh, and uh, so, so I'm curious as to do you look at the two things, the writing of the poetry and the making of the music separately, or are they all part of a similar kind of a vision? Yeah, um, I look at them as separate but united at the same time. So I, I feel like I've found that both they're both they both have their own um I can approach both of them in a different way and I can they allow me to sort of think things through differently I can examine different themes in poetry than I can in songs I think right um and you just you have more obviously more sort of flexibility with your language in poetry if you're writing free verse at least and you're not thinking about rhyming yeah yeah, yeah. And things like that so um yeah I think it's actually um adding poetry to my, my world of 
um, creating has sort of, in a way, um, I think, uh, hmm, allowed me allowed me to approach songwriting a little bit differently. Um, mm-hmm. and sort of like allow me to um, how do I want to say this? Uh, uh, approach it maybe almost more in a lighter way than I would in the past, where I can because I feel like now I have this place where I can really look in depth at some of the themes that I'm thinking about. Poetry seems just more like a, I don't know, a better place to do that. And it allows me to sort of approach the songs um, in a different way now. And I, I, I kind of like having that addition. Right. So when you're writing the lyrics for songs, do you think, do you have to think about how they're going to feel coming out of your mouth and that kind of thing? It's yes, a more physical thing? Yes, that's such a big part of it. To me, when I'm writing songs, I, I think I, I don't, I know a lot of people write the lyrics and the, the songs separately. I've never right. done that. I've always approached them side by side because I really feel strongly that the melody should shape my lyrics. And so right. in, in that regard too, it's an, it's a limitation, but it's a really interesting limitation. Yeah. I like working with limitations. And so, yeah. um, it, but it does shape the lyrics. Um, and the same way I, for, for me with poetry, I personally really, my, the kind of poetry I love most is poetry that's musical. So uh-huh. I still play with that in the poetry, but in in a bit of a different way. So it's it's really fun. I, I've really been enjoying thinking about the two of them separately and how they're connected um, and sort of, yeah, exploring how I might work with both of them differently. It's interesting how people have different approaches to songwriting. Yeah. I talked to a guy yesterday. He starts his songs with the title of the song. <laughs> and then work because he goes well yeah i'm sitting at the computer i got to call it something so that's, that's, really like, that's wow. crazy because <laughs> usually yeah. the, the, the the title is like the last thing you would think that you would come up yeah with. exactly so there yeah. you go yeah. <laughs> so when you're uh, so you have some live shows coming up in june uh after the record's out and so do you mix the poetry with the live performance or are they two separate things there as well Good question too. So, well, thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, in the past, I have uh, when I um, one of the, I haven't obviously just like everybody else, I haven't toured that much in the last while. Yeah. But um, one of the one of the last tours I did before COVID was a tour that like very explicitly combined the two worlds. And I had um, I did I did mostly songs, but I had I read a few poems in between some of the songs. And then there was on every bill, there was another musician and then also at least one poet, usually two. Um, and it was really fascinating. It made a really interesting show. And it also just, I don't know, I, I don't see a lot of shows that actually do that. And it seems to me like a really natural thing to do. So I think people who came really, really liked it. I'd like to do that again. But for now, I think um, with the new record, I think I'll just focus on the songs at, at shows. But I'm hoping um, eventually to maybe... Find find more ways to kind of integrate. I gotta guess you have like the poetry books on your merch table at least, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, very good. And so, what what are the shows like? Are you playing with a band? Is it a solo thing? How do, how do you present yourself? So, well, I mean, I haven't really played any of them yet. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, the plan the plan is to have a little band. So I'm doing a tour with Abigail Lapel, um, another Canadian, really beautiful Canadian a singer. Um, yep. And she, we're, we're going to kind of share a band. So we have, she's going to sing with me and probably play a bit of guitar. And then we've got a bass player and a drummer. And then some of the shows we might add maybe some strings, for example. But um, 
yeah, I, I kind of, I lo- really like to tour more with the band this time, but I'd also really like to tour with strings just because they're, they're such yep. a big part of the record. So, yeah. But where I live, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm in sort of a, I'm in a rural area here, but the Nova Scotia is full of really a lot of amazing musicians. I've only oh. been here for a, a year so far, so oh, okay. I, I'm not super connected yet, but yep. um, I'm going to kind of, yeah, get more um, involved in the local um, music community because it's really vibrant. And are you thinking about what you're going to do next artistically? Yeah, I mean, so um, I've been working on a, a full-length manuscript of poems for a while now, and I'm kind of, that's sort of, yeah, that's something I want to do. But I'm also, I have something else that I worked on. I have something else ready to come out later. I don't know exactly when it's coming out, but I did this project where um, I could sort of, um, yeah, I, I think solicited is the right word here. I solicited poems from some poets that I know. And um, I went through these poems and then chose a selection of them and then wrote songs based on their poems, which was a really, again, a really interesting experience for me. Um, and some of the, some of the poems required like more sort of puzzle piece work than others. Some of them felt already like songs. Um, so that's something that we, we've recorded already also at the Sugar Shack, but oh, cool. um, I don't know if I'm actually supposed to be talking about it, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's an interesting process. Cause then how did the people, the folks who wrote the poems react to the way you sent them to music yeah, any um, response like that yeah people were really really excited and I, it's just you know i've i've had some of my own work reinterpreted into different um uh, different forms like i had a poem that um i i it's a long collaboration i wrote a poem based on a short story and that poem was turned into a, a musical piece and then that musical piece and poem was turned into a dance piece and it was so intriguing and, and um, fascinating to watch, to see all these different transformations. So I think it's always really, yeah, the, the poets were excited about hearing, hearing it reinterpreted. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it's all happening. Very excellent. So anyway, record's out imminently. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. And yes. tour to follow and rehearsals and all that stuff. So you yes. imagine you got your hands full, don't you? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you for taking time to talk to me. Then. Oh, thank you really so appreciate much. It. Come on down if you get a chance. <laughs> thank you. Great to meet you. All right. Have a great day. All right. Yeah, you Bye-bye. too. Bye-bye.